0: My name is Milan, like Koertsen said. My wife is Martly, uh, and she can't be here this morning. But I, I was happy to see my mom here, actually. Oh, there's Martelly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Made it. <laughs> That's a nice surprise, eh? Yeah. yeah. And so my mom's here as well, so really good to, to have you here. And yeah, so I'm going to jump straight in. The title of my message this morning is Setting an Example. All right, so as a growing church, we, we see people being added, and it's so exciting to see what the Lord is doing. We're looking forward to a church plant. I know in our community, we're soon going to be multiplying. And it reminds me of the Great Commission, and I want us to read the first scripture in Matthew 28. It says, Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And we see an eagerness among us to to make disciples, and people are being added. But part of the Great Commission is teaching them to observe what Jesus commanded us. And part of teaching one another, and a massive part of learning, actually, is by following a good example. So I want to focus on setting an example This morning. So, I'm going to kick off with a story that really happened. And so, in my very first job, I was fresh out of university and I thought I am ready to make an impact. And I wanted to make a difference for God as well. So, I came to my first workplace and I was telling people about Jesus. I was inviting people to church. Even some of them were like Hindus. And I would be like, you can just come to church. It was really awkward actually. And I would, if someone would cough or sneeze, I would think maybe I should pray for them for healing. This was like a corporate setting in an office. And I had so much to learn regarding wisdom. And I was actually, I had a lot to say. But the problem was that I wasn't really setting such a good example in that first job that I had. And so about a year into my first job, they started this process called a performance review. So for those of you who know what that means, basically saying that my job performance is not on the correct standard. And there was also an incident where they asked me, like, would you be willing to work after hours? occasionally and I thought this is unfair this is not part of my job description and so I was actually unwilling at first and that reaction didn't set a good example at all so a few months later there was this process where we actually parted ways because I was not really setting an example and being compatible in that team so it's not a nice part of my story but it learned me so much that setting an example is an important part of our lives as Christians we have we've, we've got the good news we've got the best message in the world but if it's not backed up by our good works and by a proper example people might not actually get the intended message it might even have the opposite effect but with that process Opportunity opened up in Bloemfontein. So God made everything work together for good. And He's so good to restore. And I'm happy to be in Bloemfontein with family and with all of you. So this reminds me of Matthew 5, verse 16. So we can read that together. And it's again Jesus speaking. And He says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So it's interesting that Jesus didn't say that they may hear your good words because we've got the best news to share and we need to share that. But may people see our good works and be like, your father must be amazing. I see your good works. You must have an amazing dad. And I often have this observation with people as well. Subconsciously, I realized if I see someone doing really well, being a dad myself, I often think, That person, how must their childhood have been? They've been trained well. They've been brought up well. They must have a good dad. (laughs) So let people look at us and say, you must have a good dad. You were trained well. I can see your good works. So one of the benefits of setting a good example is that we win the respect of unbelievers. So we see that in the next scripture in 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 11 to 12. And Paul is writing to the Thessalonians, and he says, Aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may live properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. So he's touching on the subject of your work, and are you actually setting a good example? Another translation says that the outsiders may respect the way you live. And again, we see the example that we set impacts how people will receive our message. Now, it's not only towards outsiders that we should be aware of the example that we set. But I would say even, even more, or at least to the same extent, we are setting an example to one another. And we are learning from one another, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not. We pick up on the example of those around us, and we set an example to others as well. Sometimes a good example, and sometimes not so good example. But I want to encourage us to be aware of this. So there are few places where you can see the impact of an example as clearly as with toddlers. Right? They are like sponges. They take in everything, and you can see the example they see just by watching them closely. So... I've got a lot of funny stories regarding this, but I'll I'll focus on one or two. So our three-year-old, he loves to sing, right? So at night, if we're not lying with him, or he's still awake, we would actually hear him just singing, just quite loudly. He would sing himself to sleep uh, if we're not there. And uh, I don't know, he has good things in store (laughs) in that regard. So one day he comes, comes home from his play school, And he usually comes in with a song. Uh, So this particular day, you can see that there is a song that's just bursting forth from within. And he is passionate about this song, and he's going for it. But my wife and I, we were listening to the lyrics of the song, and we had to listen a couple of times to make sure we were not missing this. And what he was singing and he was going for it, right? So he was singing Party in the nighttime. Party in the nighttime. <laughs> he was going for it. It's his favorite song. And he was he was passionate. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were quite shocked, just like you probably are. And we thought, goodness, we definitely didn't learn it from us. And does he even know what he's singing and what's going on? But we didn't wanna you know, shock him with our reaction. so we're just like, Hi, Booty. like, <laughs> are you, I where did you learn this song? You know? <laughs> and he, he told us, no, he made it up. So, uh, I don't know if that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably worse, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, we don't think he made it up, just to clarify, he must have picked it up from someone at school. And some other boy singing the song probably saw an example of, I don't know, someone's parents must be partying in the night time. That's all I can think. But uh, they pick up on examples. And so we even asked him, like, do you know what it means? He says, yes. He says, and now he's educating us. He says, party is partake. In is in, the is di, and the night is ant." He says, but time is not just time. Yeah. So he says, "It's partaking aunt time." <laughs> so <laughs> So now we know what it means as well. And yeah, our, our other son, like he, he would be chewing his nails. And we realize that we can't really address this, because I sometimes do this. <laughs> and I'm setting an example, and so we have this deal that if I catch him. He needs to give me two rand, and if he catches me, I need to give him two rand. So we're holding one another accountable. <laughs> but I need to work on my example before I can actually expect that from him. But luckily, they pick up good examples as well. And so a three-year-old can actually make a proper plunger coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I say plunger, just for those in my community, it's not the toilet plunger. <laughs> Um, I won't mention names or look somewhere. But uh, if someone on the community group asks for the plunger, it's normally the coffee plunger, just so we're clear. (laughs) So, of course, toddlers learn from example, but we need to remember that we also learn from example, and we also set an example to one another. So there's a scripture where Paul encourages Timothy, who is much younger than him, in 1 Timothy 4, verse 12, when he says, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. So Timothy is much younger. And this scripture actually has implications for those younger and those older. And I think I'm stating the obvious when I say we've got a big age range in our church, which is actually a good thing. Most of us tend to be younger or students, but we've got older people and younger people. And so I want to make clear what Paul is writing here to Timothy, to the younger people and also to the older people. So to the younger people, he's actually encouraging Timothy and we can learn from this by saying, even though you're not one of the more experienced people, you're still setting an example. You can still set a good example for others to follow. And be aware of what you say, your speech. Be aware of what you do, your actions, of your love and your purity. Be aware of these things because others are watching. And he's encouraging Timothy to set a good example. So for those younger, set a good example. And for those older, we we have the general wisdom that those with more experience have more wisdom. And we can learn from those more experienced. And we need to. We need to have a humble attitude. But it's also actually saying to those older that you can learn from those who are younger than you. You can learn from the example of younger people and see their character and learn from how they are following God. And you can learn. And it requires some humility. But I can speak from experience here. So I was a a prefect in matric. And in the particular school that I was, it gives you some authority. And those who laugh, you can deduct which school they were and I was and so on. And uh, so I was assigned a grade 8 class. And so I have got the grade 8s and they are small and they are newbies, and I'm this matric prefect, and I'm, I have this register class, and every morning I would do the roll call, and I would sort them out, and I would, you know, tell them the rules, and uh, there's it, it a disproportionate amount of those that were in that class that are leaders in Justin today, and you might recognize some of the names, Paul Nell, Enrico Tron, I think you were in that class. Or the other one, Gerbrand, who was in Stellenbosch. And uh, Koertsen was also in that grade, probably not in that register class. And so our relationship went from, I'm this matric prefect, to I can honor these guys as my leaders, and I can see how God has raised them up, and I can learn from their example, and see the character that's been built into their lives, and submit life decisions and ask for perspective, even though they're younger guys. But we can learn, and this is a humble attitude that God is calling us to. So, there's another scripture in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 that says, Paul writes, and he says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. The other translations would say, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And coming back to this humility of actually learning from others, we see that Paul points us to Jesus, and he is the ultimate one who showed such humility. Not only did he, in a way, submit himself to someone who are younger or do something like that, but he actually came to be willingly killed and crucified by his own creation. He is such a humble example to us. And there was a word in prayer meeting which I thought was very relevant to what we're what we sharing here. And it was, Andre shared a picture of a chain. And Paul is actually explaining to us here that we follow Jesus with this chain effect of following the example of others who follow Jesus. And so Paul is saying, imitate me, Paul. I'm following Jesus. If you follow me, or if you're following those who follow me, if you follow those who live like me, You are following Jesus, and so there's this chain. If we keep following, there's another scripture, uh, Philippians 3, verse 17. It's not on there, but you can go reference it. It says, follow the examples of those who live as we do. So now it's not just follow me, it's follow those who follow me. And there's a chain effect. Be part of that chain. Be part of those who follow others, but also be willing to be one of those who can be followed. So Jesus was the ultimate example of humility. He came to give his life. He died on the cross for our sins. And I listened to a preach from Mac Adamey this week where he explained it so well. He said, let's say I'm willing to die for Kvirtzen. If, if I was like, a, if, there's a, if he's a good person and I feel like this is a, a good thing to do, I could even give my life for him. But... I cannot die for the sins of Gurdsson. I cannot die for the forgiveness of his sins because I'm not perfect. I'm not spotless. It's like two children, and let's say both of them did something wrong, and both need to be punished or be disciplined. One cannot receive the discipline of the other because he's also guilty. But if one of them says, no, I've done nothing wrong, he should be disciplined, but I'll take the punishment. Then there's one who is pure or spotless who can take the punishment of the other and so jesus came and did this for us he's our perfect example and if we want to know how to live let's look at jesus he died for our sins he shed his blood for us he forgave us and so i want to actually encourage anyone this morning who has not been saved from their sins yet who says, I still live with these things and I'm not part of this chain. My life is not reflecting Jesus. I don't have an example to follow.